0: Thank you so much for listening to another episode of CX Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Brady Chizana. Tune in each week as we listen to amazing customer-focused business leaders from across the world sharing their personal stories about their teams, tools, process, and feedback. Check us out at CXChronicles.com today or listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. This episode is brought to you by Calabrio, workforce optimization for the modern contact center. Uncover insights and empower human interactions with an easy, personalized, and smart workforce engagement management suite. What are some of the ways that Calabrio can help you? Call recordings, quality management, workforce management, analytics, and data management. Check out what the Calabrio team is working at at Calabrio.com today. Hey, folks. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the CX Chronicles podcast. We are thrilled to have each and every one of you guys tuning in every week, listening and learning from amazing customer-focused business leaders from across the world. If you'd like to learn more about how CX Chronicles can help your business, then check out some of the work that we're doing with amazing customers across the world, offering our fractional CXO managed services. We've been helping with customer experience and customer success team building and scaling. We've been doing customer experience and employee experience scorecards. We've had an incredible time building customer journey maps and living playbooks for some incredible companies across the world. If you need extra customer experience and customer success, support and leadership in your business, then reach out to CXChronicles.com today. We would be thrilled to connect with you and learn more about how your business is tackling the four CX pillars all right guys thanks so much for listening to another episode of the cx chronicles podcast super excited for today's guest tom Goodmanson, ceo at calabrio is joining us folks tom has got an incredible um customer focused business leader journey that he's going to share with us plus him and his team at calabrio are building some incredible uh solutions for the future of cx the future of customer success and he's here today to share that with all of us so tom number one thank you for joining the show i'd love for you to start off the episode man why don't you take the first couple minutes? Give us a sense for how you got into the space, man. I love hearing how all these different leaders and all these different folks kind of found their way into their little niche or their little pocket of of, of customer experience and, and and of experience transformation. But how did you get started in the space, man? What were some of the stepping stones in your career that that kind of got you into the position that you're at today, leading the charge over at Calabria?
1: Yeah, and thanks for having me, Adrian. It's been uh, it's it's great to be here and and love what you're doing. Um, you know what? It's been kind of a fun journey. It's been I love. <laughs> I just celebrated. I, we just had our 30th reunion from college, and so it's a, a monumental year. Uh, but from that time, it's it's been an interesting journey. It's been one of I, I came out of school as a CPA actually, um, and spent the first two, ten years practicing at a at a big firm. Uh, but what I did there was all technology, and so I've been in the B two B software space really for 30 years. Um, first as a as you know a service uh, guy that, that uh, help companies in all kinds of ways uh, grow through acquisitions, IPOs had, had a great journey with that uh, in Minneapolis and San Francisco. And, and really I got the bug uh, to, to be more inside of a company. I loved what I did, um, but I really wanted to be inside of the company building stuff. And so I took a finance and operations uh, role uh, outside of the firm in a, in a software development firm. Uh, and, and from there just kind of blossomed to, uh, then the entrepreneurial bug hit me. Uh, and as I thought about, you know, okay, now I've seen how people do it. I've, I've worked with people who do it now. I want to try it. And so I've had the opportunity to jump in, uh, at Calabrio and, and really, uh, build something really cool over the last 15 years. I can't believe it's already been, you know, it's marked half of my career has been here. (laughs) uh it it feels like two minutes ago
0: i was gonna say time time flies when you're having fun right and when you're with an awesome team and when you're with an awesome customer base time can go can go even faster than you'd ever believe
1: man yeah you 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 wouldn't believe you know starting off like i say 15 years ago you kind of you're nascent and i woke up this year uh, kind of took some inventory of where we're at as a company We've got forty five hundred customers. That's awesome. 1.2 million users and 700 employees. How <laughs> the heck did that happen?
0: <laughs> I love it, man. I mean, look, it's funny, you don't sometimes when you get into building these companies and building these teams and building these products, you don't know where it's gonna take you over time. But the, the, the reality is and what so many folks often forget, even successful folks, is like showing up every single solitary day, taking action every single solitary day uh building from awesome ideas from your employees your customers specifically every single day you turn around 15 years later all of a sudden you're gonna have those numbers tom right you're gonna yeah. you're gonna have that type of success and you're gonna have that type of incredible work that that you can kind of look back on and be really really super proud of
1: yeah no I, I totally agree it's it's amazing uh and and it is really about the and i know we'll talk about the whole feedback loop but it really uh, taking taking that feedback constantly uh, and just showing up every day. I, I tell that to, I have six kids, and <laughs> and from 26 to 16, and it's literally. Uh, they don't know any better than to just show up every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say, so what? which part is harder, having um, your 4,500 customers, your 700 employees, and that whole world, or having
1: six kids? That's a basketball team, Tom. <laughs> God, it's, it's certainly more expensive to have six kids than 700 employees. <laughs> right, right. No, that's good, though. Um,
0: Tom, I'd love, so awesome. Thank you for setting the stage, and thank you for giving us a yeah. sense for sort of how you kind of started to get into some of this world. Let's start with the first CX pillar of team, man. I'm super excited. I'd love for you to share um, a, a bit about the Calabrio team. Talk about some of the things over the last 15 years that you had to think about or that you had to really kind of dig into with the team to number one, figure out what roles you needed, what type of talent did you need, what type of things were presenting themselves to the early Calabrio business that required awesome people to figure this stuff out and to build for your customers and to build for your product side. Spend a few minutes talking about kind of how you built the team and what the team at Calabrio looks like today.
1: Yeah, it's a, nothing like it did 15 years ago. Um, it it is pretty. It's it's amazing when when you think about back. You know, you were kind enough to send me a couple of these ideas, and and it does make you think about okay, why are, who are all the people who walked through here? You know, to I'd like to say that's the first people, and it's only 700 that have been here. But people come and go in their careers, and and for different reasons. And and so as you think about how everybody leaves their their fingerprints on your business and, and making sure that it's the right fingerprints. Yep. So if you think back early on, we really wanted to be a product first company. Okay. We wanted to make sure that the product was, you see so many software companies say, I'm going to go sell an idea and then I'll build it. I'll figure yep. it out. Yeah. We've really taken the opposite approach. I think that's been one of the reasons. And so going back to that, the product people were the first people, the product okay. and development people. Okay. Um, And we just started, and it was funny, we just started dividing and conquering, Adrian. Um, So if you think about, and and it's funny, I'll I'll every now and again lecture at the local colleges and stuff about what leadership looks like and what you have to do. And I always describe leadership, to me, was always giving up something you love as you divide and let other people do it, right? Uh, You know, I could still be a CPA today uh, had I not said, you know what, I'm going to give up that, which I'm good at. And I'm going to focus on product. I'm going to focus, you know, and you, you learn these different things. And so the early team was, you know, we were Jack of all trades. We were mopping the floors and doing the, it was, it was the journey that you, that you see. And so what we've done is we've, we've taken each of these people and, and some of them have grown and the the hardest day is when you go in and say uh, to my very first product person, Hey, I need you to take care of customer success. I'm going to bring in a different marketing and uh, product person.
0: Yeah. And
1: They're like, oh, my gosh. And then they realize, oh, that is what I'm really good at because I'm good (laughs) at listening back to the customers. And then you take those people and you think about it. We've divided those jobs and changed those jobs. We're still doing it today uh, in, in making the company better and more successful. Um, And so we're constantly driving that behavior, and we drive it down in the organization, even the people that are growing up inside the organization. One of my proudest things is I step up in front of the people of the Calabrio every single January for the kickoff, and I say, raise your hand if you're not doing the same job that you were doing last kickoff, or if you're new. It's over 50% every year. Wow, wow. And that's that's really a, a proud moment for me because it means there's a career path here. Definitely. It means there's something to do. Definitely. Um, and, and so making it meaningful every day, trying to make it meaningful every day that people can succeed.
0: I love that. You know what it immediately makes me think about too. talk about what an incredible way organizationally to really, really leverage the tribal knowledge, right? When you're thinking about marketing and sales and operations and product and finance and support and all these different things when you have that type of movement and you have that type of like aggregation and assimilation of all these different, not just subject matter expertise areas, but people like people build businesses. I know that even the best products in the world, they're built by people and they're, they're sold by people. They're serviced by people, but that's a game changer. That's a major uh, competitive advantage where you theoretically have built a team where people get to do many different things. People probably become experts in multiple facets. It creates a more, um uh, it, it creates a almost a, f- a much more diverse workforce. But when you start thinking, I mean, we are going to get into some of the ex and the, and the employee engagement side. But this is another thing that a lot of executive teams, time they miss, which is like if you don't have movement, mobility, upward uh, opportunity in a business, it's hard for A players, people that are dynamite at what they do in the respective areas. It's easy to get bored. It's easy to get stagnant. It's easy to maybe not feel as motivated as you we're on year one from year year five. That type of thing. So that mm-hmm. ability to move folks around and really let them um, explore other parts of the business, explore other parts of the customer portfolio, the products set—that's huge, man. That's I love that you guys are doing that. I love that you really kind of um, celebrate that. I think more, more, more leadership teams need to think about it that way.
1: Yeah, I'll take I'll take it up a one notch too, Adrian, because we're as old as we are. Some of my uh, early developers who were instrumental in us building the company, like five, six years ago, said, you know what, I got to do something else. I'm going to try something else, blah, blah, blah. I've had four of those in the last year that I picked up the phone because I had a problem to solve. And I remember them solving that problem for me 15 years ago. (laughs) And all four of them, I've been able to talk into coming back to different roles. Uh, And so a little bit of the old, sometimes you need a little bit of the old infused with the new uh, and that's been some of the most exciting: is getting these guys pumped again about the yep. new Calabria, one that they didn't even leave. They don't recognize it, but they love it. That's
0: super cool. It's and it's building on top of all of these wins. It's building on progress. It's building on things that were working. Maybe they still work. Maybe they need some iterations to continue to work in the in the current market climate. It's, I love it. I think that's super super cool, Tom. Before we move forward, I, I'd love for you spend a minute or two talking about give our listeners a sense for so awesome a- awesome ideas around the team. Give us a sense for some of the major solutions and the major products that the Calabrio team is working on with your customers every single day, just to give people a sense for some of the awesome things that you guys are doing.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure, because it's unique because we're we're really enabling uh, the CX journey uh, inside of companies. And so the tools that we're building every day are are an end-to-end suite that, that takes in, it's built for the contact center, but used outside the contact center all the time. And it's and what it is 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 a set of QA tools so you can record all the interactions that are going on awesome. with your valuable customers yep. and then but we take that another layer and we're tra- we call it capture transform and analyze love it so we're capturing the interaction we transform it so if it's a voice we turn it into text if it's if it's a chat we put it into the engine nice. we then start making predictions about what might happen next. But all throughout that journey, we, we, we also schedule all the employees to be in the right place at the right time. Um, and, and throughout that journey, the real we we make sure the human is at the center of the transaction. So we could easily turn this into an all-technical discussion, Adrian. But really what we do is we've always talked about the human centricity of our software. And yeah. what that means is making sure the humans are, are given the tools to do their job in a way that makes them feel valuable about doing their job. But all throughout giving the company that awesome, I, I call it the front door of the new front door. The pandemic yeah. has treated us that, taught yeah, us yeah, that, yeah. right? Yep. As you've got, my front door is closed. My contact center is the only thing stand between me and an angry customer. hundred percent. And yep. I'm able to take <clears throat> and give those tools and start to give clues as to why they're upset, how they're, how they're doing? Will they maybe churn? But furthermore, will your contact center center agent churn because they're stressed out? Totally. So it's giving you clues on both sides. A great contact center agent is going to be a great uh, customer service rep. Yep. Uh, and and they're going to take care of your customer. So it, it's it's really a we we feel like we we've got a really nice tool set, and it's only increased in value over the last three years, of course.
0: I love it, I, Tom. It's, it's it's we talk about this all the time, but you you just laid something out there for our listeners that i just can't emphasize enough which is like the minute that you know companies really start to think about the importance of triangulating on not just customer experience and employee experience but then their product experience huge things start to happen because you're you are building um you're building multiple passes all all, all of us business you know leaders are constantly we're always building in a variety of different ways but like when you can triangulate on those three things you are literally Amplifying your probability for success, but more importantly, it's that age old of right uh, happy employees working with a tool and a product set or a solution set that they love and they know is going to be dynamite for the customers. It keeps everybody happy it keeps everyone aligned, it keeps driving innovation, it keeps driving positive change, and it's just engagement man it's 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 the easiest way Tom. that. Both customers, employees, builders of the of all of all those sets can really remain engaged. So I think it's I think that's awesome. It's super, super cool. Um, Tom, I'd love to dive into the into the second CX pillar. And you already said this. We could talk about tools and technology all day. Yes. Let's let's I'd love to have you spend a couple of minutes talking about there's two things here. Definitely want to hear some of the different um new things that you guys are working on with the Calabrio tool sets, but I'd also love to know over the last 15 years, Tom, you and the team must have had to use a variety of different tools internally to build the business, to build the customer portfolio, to build the team up to 700. Can you spend a couple of minutes talking about some of the things that you've kind of learned along your own journey with Glabrio in terms of tool management, technology optimization, and maybe some of the ways that you've and the team have had to invest in tools and in technology as you've grown and scaled the business?
1: Yeah, that's that's such a hard one because I, I, I've always lived a fine line in building the company between uh, can I have another tool, or can I have another developer? Yeah, can I have another. You know, it was always build it or buy it. That type of idea, right? that
0: type of debate. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so it's like, okay, I can make that Excel spreadsheet work one more year, but we got to keep it up to date. <laughs> I can right, make right. that right as in. And, and so, um, the but the lesson as we've hyper grown in the last three years, um, is it's never too soon to put in great systems and really take care of them. A great, and we talk about it in our software all the time you know and, and and the old shoemakers kids have no shoes. Uh, you know we we put you put in a CRM or we put in ours ten years ago. we've had to blow it up and put it back in sure. we use the same tool, but blow it up and put it back in three different times because we've yeah. kind of transformed into three different customers companies totally. yeah, right yep. You, you, you have to acknowledge that your company changes in the journey. yeah and so as we think about those tools, Think about the accounting systems, right? Is again Excel to Great Plains to uh, you know a, a robust enterprise uh, type uh, journey mapping. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's yeah. Unbelievable the kinds of things that we have to do, and so we're constantly on the lookout. and And if I was to give any advice, kind of the, in the advice side, is always be looking. Doesn't mean you have to buy, but you better be ready to pull the trigger uh, when it's time. It's kind of back to the people. Yep. In order to have the people do the things that you need them to do, they need the tools and 100%. Of them. Yep.
0: 100%. And so I,
1: I, I've seen a lot of frustrated employees over the years because we haven't invested in the tools and 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 then you, you end up paying one way or another. And so get in there and know what you want to do and do it.
0: I, I love that you call out the, the employee consternation that can come from a hmm. subpar tech stack because yeah. You know, Tom, it's funny, I just thinking about some of the work that we do with our clients at CXC, like, one of the things that we do inside of some of our journey mapping is we will align some of the existing tool or technology that are bringing the employees through how they manage the customer experience. And it is wild how often you're not even done with the journey maps. And you start to pull out all of these tool or technology based consternation points where some of your best and your brightest guys and gals that are building the business, building the journey, managing the journey. They're calling out the fact that this tool has never worked, this tool will will never evolve, this tool doesn't have and it's funny when you start to unpack some of that stuff and you start to even just think about projected ROIs for well, what would happen if we did go through the painful process of changing that one tool? Well, then we think that we could our conversions would double, or we think that our retention would go up by 20%, or we think that we could mitigate churn by act and all these different ways that CX and CS leaders are thinking about this stuff. But it's funny, it really often does come back down to that tool. And it makes sense. Great, awesome people. I I I know I use a lot of sports analogies on the show guys, but like you think about the New York Yankees and whether you love them or you hate them, think about some of the, the people, the tools, the training, the coaching that they've been able to slam into that organization over the last hundred years. And no wonder why there's, you know, 26 world champions. Like there's, it's things like that. So like, I love that you call that out. I also think that here's the other thought we're living in a wild time where best in class technology changes rapidly. So what's best in class, even, Five years ago, maybe they're still dominating because they've probably figured out how to build the sales machine and they've built figured out how to build a nice big, chunky portfolio. But it doesn't always mean that that's the same best tool that's working for a company that's going to market in a wildly different space five years down the road. So like, there's this idea of also, to your point of like, someone in the business better be Looking at the horizon constantly thinking about what are the new tools, what are the new processes, what are the the new things that we should be thinking about so if we do have to pull that trigger to your point Tom we've already at least got our information we've got our ABCs and we kind of know how to connect the dots around what makes the most sense for our business so I love that you call that out early.
1: No, and, and I will. I will uh, let the Yankees thing slide. The shadow, <laughs> the shadow behind me, Adrian, is actually target field for the Twins.
0: Okay, so uh, uh, maybe I should have <laughs> maybe I should have used another sports analogy, but I, I thought that the, I, I didn't know exactly what that was behind you. But so Tom is clearly a big Twins fan, guys. Um, but so so Tom, I love that. Um one, one, one last question before we jump off of tools. Um, over the 15 years with some of our listeners who are building tomorrow's leading companies um you know so so looking on the horizon and always being aware of what tools are coming down i love that but what about the investment piece tom if you had to give like one or two ideas for how today's startup founder or today's customer focused business leader, especially if they're working with a small budget and they're not at the point yet where they have forty-five hundred customers customers a big awesome team what would be like the one or two places that you would urge people to, to start with or maybe one of the key areas that they they think about what their biggest initial technology investment might need yeah. to be aligned to so that they can actually grow into the future
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm a whatever can whatever you want to use, and there's a million tools out there that are. And we're again, I'm going to get a little ahead of you, but we're going to is that gives you the feedback. So if I was going to invest in any one thing, so and normally that's the CRM. uh, Let's face it, right? Uh, And so knowing because if you don't have a single place where your customers and and we happen to use our CRM through our through our uh, CS organization, customer support. It then goes into the repository of who's there, yep. and it is our forward looking pipeline. And so you're able to do a, a journey as they come through us. Yep. Uh, and and so if you're going to invest in something, and it doesn't have to be elaborate at first, but it is worth every nickel. in if you are constantly tuning it and driving it uh, uh, forward, because it, you just have to know what your customers are, you have to have a feedback loop. Uh, in order to, particularly if your product organization like ours, yep, uh, if you don't know what your customers are saying, if you don't connect the CS organization with yep. the sales organization to know that a customer's frustrated, to know that they're or or even wildly happy, to be able to yeah. get the next reference, yep. If you don't know that, you're going to just kind of chug along. Yep,
0: I, I could, could couldn't agree any more. Super well said. Tom, let's dive into the third six pillar process. And you've kind of hinted on some of these. But so you you said earlier, like the team that we had, for example, 15 years ago versus today is different. I got to imagine the processes and some of the playbooks and some of the knowledge or the FAQs or the the internal, not, not just the internal stuff that your employees and your 700% team needs to think about. When I get 4,500 customers that need to understand how to interplay with Calabria or what to expect or what process sets, spend a few minutes talking about sort of what the evolution of um your team has had to go through with building those playbooks building those co- those confluence knowledge bases building some of the FAqs what has it been like over the last 15 years of just thinking about how to manage that third pillar of process
1: yeah it's you know I could go on with each of the pillars of my organization right development sales marketing it's you have to be again I, I think a, a theme you're hearing me say is you have to be on a constant oh, awareness of what's going on totally. in your organization totally. and by having that awareness you can and, and driving it down driving responsibility down as far as you can because i'm not good i used to be really good at process mapping uh the things that you guys do i'm terrible at it now because i don't see i'm not sitting at the accountant's desk doing sure. the debits and credits yep. i'm not sitting in the sale i'm you we know, got sales a little bit more but i'm not taking the call on customer service anymore yep. and so Listening again, listening is a big, big one is making sure we're listening to the employees and where are their pain points, listening to our customers, where are their pain points, if I'm getting an escalation, why am I, why are they able to escalate to me or why do they feel they need to, it's because they didn't have a front door to us. Yeah, and so it's time to change and that's changed right, yeah. you used to call I mean my gosh, people called the front desk to get help yeah right 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 (laughs) Right? and then you go to a 1-800 number and then you go to international 1-800 numbers you just have to keep listening to where are choke points and fix those choke points but fix them holistically don't don't stop at where you think you know there's a great book um i'm I'm gonna not of course be able to recall it right now but talks about bottleneck analysis okay yeah
0: sure uh and,
1: and it's a story of bottlenecks and it's just like the, the company that just goes and picks the next one, picks the next one, picks the next one. Yep. Well, that's a, that's a really hard way to go about it. You have to predict your next three bottlenecks. Uh, otherwise you're constantly stopping and starting. Yep. Uh, and, and we do a lot of that work here.
0: I I, I love that. I think number one, that's a, a brilliant idea, which is just this idea of like part of the benefit of having dialed process or having, and I love that you call this out, having the right SMEs in, inside of your business and inside of your team owning that process because I you know Tom there's not enough executives to call out what you just said man which is the the reality is you hire excellent great smart dedicated driven people because they know some of these pockets and corners of a business better than anybody right especially if you're hiring world-class people and then the other thing too is like those those same folks like to be able to own some of those different process sets and then more importantly to be able to be some of the pioneers or some of the 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 chief storytellers within the business that can kind of get up on a stage or get up on a on a platform and make sure that other folks understand where they can find that knowledge or how they can understand that knowledge or they can become diversify their own knowledge sets not just with your product but maybe with like like for example it's it's amazing how many companies don't necessarily spend any time having say ops understanding some of the main facets of sales or sales understanding some of the main facets of support i think we're getting better with that i think that there's a lot of work being done in just the modern business world where i think um, just the way that even executive leadership teams are being built and formatted are a little bit different. You've got ownership areas. A lot of people think about either funnel or journey based leadership and journey based analytics and view so that we can actually really start sticking math and numbers from day one, which we, well, hopefully we should, we should all be doing. But I think um, the other piece too is like, that I just want to call it. This is something that, you know, at CXC that w- w- some of the work that we're doing with our clients, we view this as a massive ex and employee engagement function that you're do that you can build right into your cx optimization meaning like when you have the right people owning this stuff and really feeling empowered to be the authors the creators and then the storytellers of all the great things that you're doing within your your granular process sets in any business or on any team that stuff's huge man people love that stuff the right type of leaders that are going to run with that stuff they love it they own it they do it 10 times better than the toms and the Adrians can do it because we're doing all these other things yeah and then lastly it's just like and again, CX Chronicles, I, I don't maybe say this on the show enough, but like having someone in a business who's chronicling all of the things, keeping track of the history, keeping track of what's worked, what hasn't worked, what's great, what's the next best opportunity, what's the next 10 revenue streams. That's how you can really build upon history and really start to set your set yourself ahead and really set yourself up for success as you scale your business into the future, regardless of the industry and regardless of what what products or services you're selling to your customers, right?
1: Yeah, you got it. And just the employee base changes. Think about the, the uh, think about the generations that have come through uh, the doors. Yep. Uh, the way you know a bunch of Xers like me coming through lead and want to be led differently than the Ys and the Zs and the Millennials and <laughs> you name it, right? And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and if we don't embrace and take that feedback, uh, you you're gonna crush under the weight of, of things that are antiquated. Uh, and, and some of that's pure leadership, some of it's the way we use tools, some of the way it's the way we interact with those tools, uh, you know, the digital natives uh, are, are becoming, it's funny to watch them inside of the organization, I'm, I'm working on a little bit of study around millennials of, you know, they, we, they were supposed to be the original digital natives, and, and they could have all these tools around them. And what we're seeing as we go out and survey our customers, they want to get on the phone with people. Mm. They don't want to be digital. There's, there's yeah. this weird, you know, the phone. I don't think phones are going to grow in the way people interact, but it's certainly not shrinking. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. People had said that we're just going to, we're going to get on our screens and not, and not interact with one another. And I think that's huge in the tools that you have to remember that in your tools. Uh, as you're thinking about your CX journey, yeah, hundred companies. I'm sure you've seen it out there. People saying, "Oh, I want to ignore phone. Let's go. Let's go just 100% digital." Totally. Uh, and and they're they're struggling uh, when it comes to customer service in most cases. Um, and we and we think about that all the time here.
0: Uh, awesome idea. And and what it makes me think about, Tom, is like for our listeners, like if you're already taking time to think about how to break out your customer segments or how to break out the different personas that are using your products or services. What you just made me think about is if you're not adding a some form of a component into how you're doing that exercise with your team around preferred modalities or preferred mediums, Yes, huge, man, because think about even And you're right, now that you say that out loud like that, I'm but, thinking about even someone like me who's on a computer from basically 7.30 in the morning until sometimes 10 o'clock at night. And yeah. to your point, like pretty good with picking up tools and f- figuring out software without There's some things that like I would 100% rather pick up the phone and talk to Tom or even better yet, especially in today's world with what with all of us getting pushed into this new comfortability with video chat and video messaging, by the way, short term and long term. So I'm not just talking about a 30 minute clip, but like, you know, some of this asynchronous, awesome stuff that the leading companies are doing where Tom, can I leave you a 60 second video message and then maybe your team can field it from there? Like this is this is some of the stuff that modern consumers and modern customers they will at least want options. And it's funny, we, we hear this all the time too, Tom, where um, you know, a company will say, well, we only want to do everything through our SMS. Okay, cool, but like you have a thousand customers and like only 20% of them have even told us that they like communicating in SMS. So what I about think. the other 80% of your portfolio that prefers phones or chat or, or or Zoom? It's a great point here, which is like thinking about, make sure you're keeping in, tra- keeping in mind like who your end users are, what their key preferences are and how you're going to keep bringing them back again and again and again in the future, plus bringing promoters with them, right?
1: Yeah, and then you take it one step further, Adrian, and and you take these different modalities and what people also miss, and I'm sure you see that this you in your customers all the time, is the ones that go away from voice, which is 100% synchronous. Yep. Yes, I like to chat, but if it's not synchronous, I hate you. <laughs> right? It's it, so it's it, everybody all You're of right. a sudden thinks digital is all asynchronous. Yeah. And and so you have to know two levels deep. Voice, you just know there they pick it up you 100%. answer you have a handle time you you answer it yeah on the other side you better know do they expect an email back in four hours yeah 10 hours 24 hours and like i say chat's the worst one that people get themselves totally
0: totally 100 <laughs> percent agree with that um awesome ideas here tom tom let's jump into the the fourth and the final six yeah. pillar feedback and i know you're ready to rock and roll on this one but um i'd love so like when i say feedback i'd love for you and feel free to go deep and wide in this man but i think when i when we think about feedback in the show, I love asking our guests about tell us how you and the team at Calabria have really been able to unpack and think about the way that you're thinking about customer feedback. And then absolutely feel free to think about some of the ways that you guys have learned over the over the years, how you can really leverage employee feedback to build and drive innovation and future product offerings and future product optimizations.
1: Yeah, that's that two great points. Right. Is on the on our customer side, it's. It's interesting how that's evolved over the years, right? as, as a small company, uh, myself, the product, even the developers take the feedback all the time. I think about my my first enterprise customer was a big shipper down uh, down in the southern United States and and we would we would they would call me directly and say, hey, this such and such isn't working. I would literally find the person that wrote the code that was broken. We'd get on a plane and go there and listen for a day. We wouldn't just nice. we. Th- this is very early on. We wouldn't yeah, yeah. Just take the call and and fix that one piece. We go down and listen for a day and make five changes. Love it. Uh, and it was so cool and so, but it just doesn't scale anymore. Sure. Um, and so you can imagine that's evolved into our CRM. That's evolved into an a hundred people sitting in my CS organization. That's evolved into a whole bunch of things, as you can imagine. And frankly. It's evolving again for me, right, as literally as we speak, uh, the post-pandemic, we've changed from uh, this This industry is, is slow to adopt really cutting-edge technology, as you know. Um, and we built, I built a cloud multi-tenanted uh, solution eight years ago. And about six years ago, we sunset our single-tenanted that goes on-prem, but we still sold the multi-tenanted on-prem. So about 20% of our customers were really embracing the cloud and going 80%. Within one quarter, after going uh, entirely remote with this pandemic, 90% of our customers take the the cloud model. Wow. Wow. You can only imagine what that does to our, C, our first putting it in service-wise. Then you have to support it. Totally. Um, yeah. It has just fundamentally, the last two years have been, Hair on fire gro- <laughs> growth, but also learning. And yeah. we honestly, right now, are in the process of rethinking that because as a cloud company, you think about the, the customer success books that Gainsight have written. Sure. Uh, other, you know, some of the stuff that Benioff wrote. Sure. There is a different way that people want to be taken care 100%. of. 100%. So we've had to shift our entire CS organization to a more forward looking, you know, it's like, on 4,500 customers in an old prem business, yeah. you might actively talk to 400 of them, and the rest are you are, are more on a, a pull model, right? Okay. Uh, or and 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 so now I need to be on a push model on all 4,500 customers if I want to be successful. Hundred percent. Big change in this company, that- and so we're really going through some transformational change right now. Um, and so what are the, so those are the kind of the tools and things we're thinking of. So. It, and in, in that hits on, okay, you've got a chink in the armor. We need to be closer to our customers again, like we always were. Well, employees are then frustrated because, okay, what do we do? how do, So I have a change management issue here. Um, and 700 in the old days, it was a 45 person round table. Yeah, right. Now it's 700 in five offices globally around 12 time zones. Yep. How do I do that? So we've actually implemented, uh, we're, we're using uh, Workday is our uh, our HR okay. uh, yep. system. Yeah, And we've, uh, I don't know if you've seen Pecan on that, okay. yep. Uh, And we've just literally just implemented. So we think we do a good job of having department meetings and we listen, but there's no holistic survey tool that drives out. This survey tool is doing predictive analysis of around different groups. Awesome. It rolls up, gives us NPS scores across the organization, all the way down to any manager that has more than five people because that's the, where they consider anonymity to be okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it is so cool. I wake up every day and look at it right now. It's that's two awesome. weeks in and, and it's gives, giving us the chance, but here's where the real, and I've, I've made it really clear to the man, my leaders, my managers, and HR, for sure, who's driving this, is the second we appear to not be looking at it and listening to it. Yep. Doesn't mean you have to give them just because they make a comment that I want more coffee in the break room, which we have plenty of, by the way. <laughs> uh, the the the, uh, uh, the second you don't at least acknowledge that they've made a comment, why ask the question? Yep. That's been a mantra at Calabrio from day one: is you don't ask any question; you're not willing to stand up and either say yes, great idea, we're moving, no, we can't move, and here's the five reasons why. Yeah. And being very open around that, and that can that gets perverted in a company as it grows very quickly. And so we're working really hard because we need to we need all 700 of these people to drive us into the next phase of growth. I love it, Tom.
0: There's 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 a bunch that you just laid a bunch of golden nuggets that you just laid out there. Um, let me start with the first piece, which is just on the um, on the actual customer side. So number one, having um, visibility, having the ability to get to, to to furnish some of that feedback, but more importantly, having the ability to act upon. Sorry, to categorize it, prioritize it, and then effectively act upon it is just so massive and, and another short way that you know we think about this i think a lot with cc is like even guys today folks listening if you're not in a position where you have the ability to get that tool or to get that extra technology or frankly just to have the person or the knowledge to be able to start thinking about some of the stuff at scale for your business think about how you can at least minimally build out a voice of customer task force where at least you can knight the right types of uh, subject matter experts across the business to at least be able to provide that pulse or that drumbeat that Tom's talking about. Because on the customer side, even just having a regular daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly view of what the pulse or the drumbeat is potentially suggesting—that's a fantastic start. I'm not saying you're going to figure out how to build a world-class, you know, feedback loop overnight, but understanding what's even being said and what the pulse and what the drumbeat saying—that's an awesome start on your on your employee side. Same thing for voice of employee. So you it sounds like you guys have some awesome technology, you've got process, you've got all these great ways that you're sort of capturing, categorizing, and even su- making suggestions or calls to action around it. But, like, folks, if you if you don't have if you're not in that position today with your businesses and with your teams, build a voice of employee task force. It's another very easy way that at least you can get a drum beat, uh or or a pulse check on what people love, what people aren't maybe aren't so happy about. But there's another thought. The last thought that I want to stop with this is like the minute that companies start to, again, uh, align those different things, Tom, right? And they got the good and the great that comes from the VOC and the good and the great that comes from the voice of employer, the VOE, typically that helps with prioritization. Typically that helps with showing your leadership team what two or three things you're going to be able to focus on for the next quarter that you're going to knock out of the park and you gonna be able to make a big impact on in a short period of time. Or at the very least, it starts to plot out some of the granular, some of the specific Uh, action items that you're gonna have to think about and put on a roadmap. And I'm not saying you're gonna get it done in 30 days or 60 days, or 90 days, but by getting it on the roadmap, at least it's on people's visibility that people know that it's it's being thought about, it's being talked about. Obviously you need time just to talk and think before you even get some of that good stuff going. But I love those ideas, man. And then again, I think post COVID and you and I clearly both completely agree upon this, the best companies on planet earth are going to invest in this stuff and they're not just going to give it uh uh, um they're not just going to give it like 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 talking value stuff they're going to act on this stuff and they're going to invest in it and they're going to have incredible people who are really helping their business their organization and their customer base like like charge steam ahead into the future so awesome ideas here Tom um Tom before we wrap up I want to take give you a couple minutes any big things that are going on at Calabrio that you want the CX nation to know about things that are going on with your team things that you that you're excited about uh, you know uh, bringing to market in the upcoming events anything that you want to call out that you want the CX nation to know about for some of the things you guys are doing at Calabria
1: yeah, I, I appreciate that. There's a couple of things and they're actually feedback loops for us. So uh, great, great commercial for us. Uh, one <laughs> is we do, we do a big voice of uh, the customer service industry. We do a contact center research report every year. Awesome. Um, and that's, that's launching in September. Uh, a little later this month, and we're really excited about this. I, I threw out a couple of nuggets, uh, uh, if you didn't notice from that report that I've been <laughs> reading. Uh, and and really, it's exciting and we'll be uh, launching that and that will be available on our website. Um, and then our biggest feedback loop, and it's the first time back in person in three years, nice. uh, is what we call uh, Collabio Customer Connect or C3. Uh, that's September 26th through the 29th in Orlando. Oh, sweet! Uh, and and we also have a virtual version of that. And again, you can go to our uh, collaborio.com and and see all of it. Uh, but it is we will have uh, over 2,000 people, um, both virtually and in attendance. And we we just hammer. Uh, feedback loop in that we have experts we have voice of experts we have uh executive sessions we do it all because we we want to pack a ton into those couple of days
0: I love to that's number one that sounds like a blast and the CX (laughs) nerd in me is obviously very jealous but that sounds fantastic and then Tom here's the other thing for our listeners we'll make sure that we put some of those show notes out there so people know where they can find out more about C3 and then and most importantly where they can find out more about some of the awesome work that you and the team over at Calabria are doing Tom but uh, this has been an absolute pleasure, man. I'm thrilled thrilled to have you on the show. Thrilled to have you sharing your story and, and learning about Calabria. Uh, Tom, it's been our absolute pleasure having you on the CX Chronicles podcast.
1: Thanks a lot, Adrian.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the CX Chronicles podcast. We're thrilled to have you as a part of the CX Nation, tuning into customer-focused business leaders from across the world. Be sure to check out the CXC website and as always, find us on any of your favorite podcast players, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Thanks so much for making this show a reality and being a part of the CX Nation. And as always, folks, remember to make happiness a habit.